No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with somebody who I've been interested in having a conversation with for a long time and it just came home from doing a nice long bid. And we're going to get into all that. Crime Life cast is in the yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling, no man? Fucking vibes. Man, I'm good, man. Just came home. Pull the mic right in. Ago. Just came home not too long ago. Yeah, how long are we looking at right now? A couple months? Uh, What's today's date? November 17th, I believe. Uh, I came home August 31st. Okay. Yeah, August 31st, I came home. So we're, we're getting close up on like three months, but a little under three months right now. Right, okay. And so what were the circumstances that you got locked up under? Um, essentially... Uh, it was it was it was a multitude of different um, charges and, and and crimes and shit. But um, long story short, like with with the case that I I ended up going to prison for this time, um, the first case I caught was technically they considered it like a um, like a crime spree, because basically, like in the city where I'm from, like. Even though New York City is New York as a whole, you know, obviously everybody knows there's different boroughs and shit. Right. And the way that our city works is, you know, even though it's all New York, every borough technically is its own county, you know, because they're divided into different sections or whatever. So, you know, Brooklyn has its own county, its own court system. Queens has its own county and so on and so forth. You feel me? So basically what what I had did was... In, I was in I was in Brooklyn originally, and long story short, there was a situation. We was at this party, and um, we leaving the party and shit. And like a couple of the niggas that I was with, they had did some shit. Like, I guess they robbed somebody in the party or like stole some shit. That's some weird bum ass Brooklyn nigga shit. You feel me? <laughs> and more of the story is is when the when the people whose possessions it had been or whatever the cases came outside, which it was like some bitches and like. Some like other niggas, some weird shit, whatever. Uh, basically, they came out and at, at the time, like I'm one of like the only people in my age group that's like tatted up the way I'm tatted up, especially having like tattoos on my face and shit. Uh -huh. So like a lot of like the negative situations I would get into, like in the public, would just automatically gravitate towards me because it's like every, everybody would just automatically assume like I'm the reason why. That's true because if you look at a group of people and one of them has face tattoos, you're usually correct in guessing that that's the rapper. I got him. He and I feel it. like police do the same thing. Like, ah, that's the criminal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so this so this bitch comes outside and she's fucking screaming and hollering and shit and she's doing all this crazy shit. I'm drunk at the time. I'm like like seventeen at this time. I'm drunk as fuck. She's screaming and hollering and shit, coming after me and shit. She had some niggas standing with her. So long story short, one thing led to another. And um I ended up I had I used to walk around with a fanny pack. And I used to keep the fanny pack, like, strapped across me like this. You know what I'm saying? What was in do? it? Uh, a, I always kept a gun in there. Mm. So long story short, basically the way that I saw it, which now that I look back on it was completely irrational, but the way that I saw it was just, like, everything was just, the situation was just developing so fast and getting out of control. And then everything was so focused towards me that I just got to a boiling point. And long story short, I just took out the gun and I, and I just started pistol whipping. Feel me? So, so you didn't fire it, but nah, you I didn't shoot brandished it. it. Yeah. Mm. So so anyways, that was in Brooklyn. And, you know, I did that. And then, you know, you got the bitch screaming and shit. And everybody's going crazy and shit. So I left. And when I left, I got on the train. When I got on the train, I was going towards Manhattan to see the dudes that I was with. They was all like, oh, we about to go home, bro. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, go home. Like, y'all niggas just had me running out here fucking pistol whipping this bitch, doing all types of weird shit because y'all niggas want to be stealing shit, doing all this weird shit, you feel me? So I'm like, we're not going home. What we're going to do is is we're going to go run up these cards and whatever else you found in this bitch purse and all these different people's bags, and then you're going to give me the money, and then I'm going to go home, and then, then I'm going to feel like I didn't do this shit for no reason because if not, it's going to be a problem. So then long story short I like that Yeah long story short I like <laughs> I really basically take a charge <laughs> Yeah I basically like Forced these niggas To like all like Go to the city And like I basically Just like forced them To go into like each store In like, the middle of the night? No Cause oh. this happened at This was a party That happened Like when we left It had to have been Maybe like Three four in the morning ish Okay So by the time that we got On the train And I basically like 
you know, like took control of the situation. By the time that we made it to Manhattan, the sun was coming up. Uh-huh. It had to have been like maybe like six, seven in the morning, like on the dot. You know what I'm saying? So when we get off the train, I'm going store to store, telling them to go in the store, waiting outside the store and waiting for them to come back with something for me. So we go from each store, each store, each store. We get to one store. They come out. They don't have nothing. They're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. The car deed up. Like, and I'm saying basically meaning the card, the card right. declined. It don't work no more. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, best. So we walk and we leaving. As we leaving, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just get tackled from behind out of nowhere. Like, literally, like I'm walking, I'm just thinking we about to go to another store and try it again or something, you feel me? And then out of nowhere, long story short, I just get tackled, like, off my feet. So... Before I know what's going on, I'm I'm tr- I'm fake tussling, trying to you know what I'm saying. I'm def- I'm just reacting, natural reaction. Then I started realizing the fact that I was in the middle of of basically of of a, of a fight with a cop. You feel me? It was right. a cop that tackled me. I didn't know that. So then once I kind of seen that it was a cop because I still had the gun on me, I kind of like realized the fact that I was just you know I had to just take this L. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Like it's not much I could do. So I, he was arresting me and shit. Now my man's who came out the store. He's running. He's one of the cops tried to grab him. He's running. The cop slipped, fell, all types of shit. He ran. It was like some movie shit though, because I don't. I've. I was in. I didn't know how else to react in the situation. But my natural reaction was, I was just like, "Don't leave me," because <laughs> he was running. He was about to get low, and I'm like, "Yo, no." And how did the cops even find out that this was going on? Does it just get reported through the point of sale at so the here's stores? The best, so here's the best part, right? We didn't even get caught up for scamming. And we didn't even get caught up for the assault yet. You feel me? We got caught up because one of these broke bum ass niggas was in the store, fake like shoplifting shit. So they catch the shit on camera, knowing all the things that we've done leading up until this point. <laughs> and then he's shoplifting, he get shop- a little extra for himself. Yeah, like like what basically like trying to put clothes under his clothes and walk out with the clothes. So that's why when he walked out, and I'm like, I bet we out. I'm like, yo, what's up? You ain't getting on? Nah, the car declined. I guess the car declined. And he was like, fuck this. And he went in the fitting room. Do whatever he did. Put on a bunch of fucking clothes underneath his clothes. Walks out. We walks out. The store owner had already called the cops before he even walked out the store. I don't know this because he didn't tell me he stole nothing. Wow. So I'm walking. We thinking everything is cool. They fucking, they rush us. And long story short, we all get arrested. We're all lined up. Now, at first, this is why this shit is a movie because at first... We're all lined up. Now, see, at the time, like, I had one tattoo on my face, right? But even so, all of the people that I was with, and you know what I'm saying? This is this is, this is just the type of society we live in, you feel me? Everybody that I was with was black, you feel me? And, you know what I'm saying, like, one of my one of my bros had dreads, the other one had fucking box braids, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case is, like, you know, so... Long story short, I got a clean cut, you know what I'm saying? I got one of the Ray-Bans that they went and swiped at one of the stores. I already had them on my face. So I kind of, I have the baby face at the time. So I have, like, the Ray-Bans on, and, like, I got the fanny pack on, and, like, I got, the cl- like, the clean low cut, and, like, I'm just sitting there, you know what I'm saying? So it almost looks like if I'm out of place. Mm-hmm. But little do they know, like, I'm, like, basically, like, orchestrating this whole, like, right. crime scene type situation. And what year is this? This is 2000 and shit. If I was 17, this is, or no, matter of fact. Oh, so this is before you had any kind of rap thing going on? I was rapping at the time, oh, okay. but it's just nothing was really. You good. weren't popping off I yet. wasn't popping okay. yet. This was probably like 2016, 27. No. So the whole time that yeah. you're blowing up or experiencing, you know, getting a, a bunch of eyes on you, yeah. you've got this case hanging over your head? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because it gets better, right? So so long story short, they find the gun on me, right. right? So when they find the gun on me, they find the stolen property and everything else on them, you know what I'm saying? So they're basically going to get a slap on the wrist, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They don't even have any type of criminal record. I still already have priors from when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? Long story short, we go to the station. Now, actually, rewind, before we went to the station... They're searching me. Now, as they're searching me, the first person to search me was a male cop. He's searching me, feeling me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm nervous, nervous as fuck. Now, as he's searching me, he feels my fanny pack, but I got the Ray-Bans on. So he's like, what's this? So I was like, that's my eyeglass case. Said it cool as fuck, you feel me? I'm like, that's my eyeglass case, whatever. He's like, all right, cool. Now, like I said, (coughs) with the perception of the situation and being that one of these niggas already had the stolen property on them, they're not coming here for a gun. So I'm just sitting there like, what's going on? You know what I mean? So long story short, 
uh, then then a female cop pulls up on the scene, and she goes to start searching me. And I'm like, I'm like, um, I'm like, one of the officers already searched me. And the dude was like, yeah, no, nah, I searched him already. She's like, all right, fine, yeah, so you have nothing to worry about then. Yeah, let me just search you real quick. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. She starts searching me, searching me. She's like... She's like, what's this? I'm like, it's my eyeglass case. I just got these Ray-Bans, blah, blah, blah. She's like, all right, cool, yeah. Zzz, let me see it real quick. <laughs> Boom. So she pulls out this big-ass 45. you feel me? <laughs> now, at the time, the gun that I had was a high point. Now, f- some people don't know too much about guns, but for people who do know about guns, high points are, like, big, doofy, like, toy-looking, retarded. Like, just, like if you have a high point, you know, like, you're frowned upon. It's like, this is usually everybody's first gun if you're really from the trenches, you feel me? So, just where you were at in your life yeah, at that like, point. <laughs> it's like, like it's, it's a gun at the end of the day like i'm not right. being picky like you yeah. know what i'm saying so you're not trying to use it ideally yeah 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 <laughs> yeah right right yeah. right adam <laughs> yeah okay so so anyways <laughs> so long story short um i had this big doofy ass fucking uh 45 boom she pulls it out so they're like they look at it it looks so fucking ridiculous they're like yo what are you doing with this fucking walking around with this bb gun <laughs> so now I'm going along with that I'm like yeah man Yeah fuck I don't know I'm just fucking Yeah I don't know Just BB guns Yeah whatever By the time we get to the station They realize it was a firearm So right. now that they realize It's a firearm This shit got serious Cause I wasn't even really A suspect until after this Long story short All the niggas that I got Locked with from that Thieving situation They all told on me And said it was my gun Now I go to Rikers Island For the gun charge In Manhattan Mm-hmm. As I'm on Rikers Island, I bail out. When I bail out, as I'm being released from the facility, I get rearrested by some undercover cops. I don't know what's going on. This is the 83rd precinct in Brooklyn. So what had happened, now now this is where the story, I'm starting to figure out what happened after I left Brooklyn. So after I pistol whipped this bitch and I left Brooklyn, she was leaking all crazy. She tried to take the train home. As she was taking the train home, she wasn't even going to say nothing. As she was taking the train home, she had to go to the hospital. When she went to the hospital, obviously, it's regular regular protocol. They're going to ask you, like, what the fuck is this mm-hmm. on your face? She's a female. She's not from the streets. I don't, you know what I'm saying? She said what she was supposed to say. So when she did that, I was in Manhattan getting arrested for the gun charge. So when she gave them my description, I'm the only person who got arrested four hours later with that same tattoo on my face. You feel mm-hmm. me? So they rearrested me for the for the assault charge. So now I'm getting rearranged. Now they give me assault with a deadly weapon. So now I have the now I'm on bail for a gun charge in Manhattan. And and then now when I got locked up I bailed out again and I'm on bail for assault with a deadly weapon in Brooklyn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Wow. And that was that was in 2017. And so, how long did it take before you actually got sentenced? Oh, I, I caught I caught another I caught two two more gun charges before I got sentenced. Okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, it's a pretty bold decision to make to just walk around with a gun on you all the time in New York City, knowing that the punishment is very extreme Severe. compared yeah. to a lot of parts of the country. Is that just something that was kind of obvious to you your whole life that 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 you needed to do that for safety or, yeah. or what was your thought process on that? The thought process it, it comes with a lot of things, right? Like coming from where I come from, the same way, like the same way, the penalties are are severe for getting caught with a gun. The penalties are that much severe, if not more severe, if you're living a type of you know lifestyle, or if you're associated with certain things and you don't have one. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's like it goes back to the saying where everybody's like, you know, I'd rather get caught with it than mm-hmm. without it because at the end of the day, you know, you still have a chance at life, whereas, you know, the latter you don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at, 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 a, at a real early age, you know, I realized that this was the power right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but is this because you were gang affiliated from a real young age? Uh, that played a part in it, but... That played a part in it, but believe it or not, the funny thing is, 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 
when I, like when I first obtained a gun and when I was younger, the real reason why I obtained the gun was was specifically for the power that it held. Mm. It was was for the simple fact that once I had that gun, I felt like I was in control of every situation that that came my way because yeah. at the end of the day, I have this. You know what I'm saying? And, and that time when you got caught there, that was the first time that you had been caught with a gun, right? Right. And the the one in um in Manhattan, yeah. Right. Right. Damn. So were you on drugs and shit at this point in your life, or or what was your state of mind like? At the time of the crime? Yeah, or like just in general at that time. Were you also getting fucked up running around with a gun on you? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. From the time I was about like 15 until the time that I, I, I became incarcerated, I was, I was, there wasn't a day that I was sober. And I was doing at least like three or four drugs a day. Really? Yeah. Damn. Uppers and downers, cause I, I, you know, speedball, and I used to like to speedball, so right, you know, I like to be somewhere in between. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Um, but okay, so you're also just like working on your rap career, or like what what happened that kind of made you sort of come out, and all of a sudden you had like good videos, and your music was sounding good um, and everything. I always did music. I always wanted to do music, and it always influenced me. And um, I always had like a natural talent with it. I just didn't know where I was going to, I just didn't know how to, you know, what I was supposed to do with it. So long story short, um, this was back in like, this was back in like 2018 or some shit. I had did like some program shit while I was fighting these cases. I had did like some like program shit, something along those lines. I came home. When I came home, I was living on my manager's couch for eight months. Mm -hmm. As I was living on his couch, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing certain things just to try to stay afloat and, and get money. But what I was really doing was is I was just keeping myself afloat because basically every day I was just trying to pursue my, my music career because I came to a realization early on that, like, if it if it's not for music, like, there's not really a promising future for me. So if I can at least get somewhere you know, where I'm I'm established enough with the music that everything else that I want to do, I could do from that platform. You mm -hmm. feel me? And if I don't, then basically I have to just be the best fucking criminal <laughs> in the world, and that's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Crime or rap. Yeah. It's one or the other. You know, I'm, I'm always be me at the end of the day, but it's a matter of, like, you know, a level of, like, maturity where it's like, you know, I still, I'm still me, and I still have the same type of personality, but it's like, I want to experience different things in life now. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so, okay, how did you end up making all this music with ABG and Neil? Because I felt like when you came out, it was like I was just fucking with both of your music at the same time. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so originally, how, how me and this nigga Neil linked up was like through the street shit and everything. Okay. And, um, you know what I'm saying, through actually a mutual, a mutual friend of ours, somebody who actually fake used to manage me. I'm not even going to say his name, but... Um, so long story short, we met and um, we was just clicking on some like some Brooklyn shit. You feel me? Like regular street shit. And um, he was already making music. I was already making music. Um, only thing was, is we were both at a place where it was like we kind of had like street clout more than anything. So even though we were both heavy in the streets, like actually active in the streets, the music that we was doing was lit, but it was more so just lit on that street level. Mm -hmm. And um, as we was linking up and doing shit, for some reason, you know, things just started to kind of like build from there because at, at this point now, we're, we're kind of chasing the same dream, you feel me? And aside from the music shit, we're not linking up on a daily basis like because, you know, the label said so or any, like it had nothing to do with that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like we was together because, you know what I'm saying? It was like a brotherhood type shit. Right. And then that started, that started reflecting in the music. Right. Yeah, you know? because I, I have a lot of memories of just different, you know, gas station scenes of you guys in music videos together yeah. looking yeah. like the biggest bloods in the whole goddamn <laughs> universe. Yeah. A lot yeah. of like Brooklyn street corner type right. videos right. and stuff. It felt very real. There was right. definitely right. A, a vibe going on there. It was. It was. And, 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 you know, Two light-skinned hoodlums in Brooklyn, yeah, you know, what, what just, could be better? It was just like, you know, people were just, you know, it was the gap, it was it <laughs> the, was, gap, yes. it was the light skin in this, it was the long hair, it right. was the all the beads and shit, to where it was just like, nobody does this, you know what I'm saying? And this combination, too, like, nobody does all of these things and together in, in one shot. Right. And that's kind of what grabbed people's attention, because then the music came behind that, you right. know? So then it was just up from there. But did you guys have a falling out at any point before you went out? Or before you got locked up? Um, see, 
it's funny you should ask, right? Because like we never even really spoke enough to have a falling out. Mm. Um so like the thing with the thing with bro is is like I feel like at the time when we was do, when we was doing the things that we were doing, everything was happening naturally and it felt good at the time for I guess what he had going on, what I had going on, everything that was going on, you know? And once I once I became incarcerated and, you know, I had time to really be, you know, to self-reflect and, and to be isolated and then also to see how other people's, you know, energies or reactions, you know, reciprocated the type of energy I was giving out prior to me being incarcerated. You feel me? And, um, you know, I just felt like like there wasn't really much there when I got locked up. So it just got to the point where I just kind of like started like erasing certain things from my mind you know right. what I'm saying? but i mean you're locked up too so it's like it's got to be a shitty feeling as an up-and-coming artist where you can't really communicate with the world and like you've got all these thoughts about shit that's going on and how your name is being treated or whatever but you can't even really barely communicate that shit aside from like one-on-one on the phone or some shit i mean shit we had the phones then while i was while i was incarcerated they started like you know integrating all types of new shit they got kiosks now so you know you got the tablet you're sending emails back and forth to your mm. to your loved ones you know you could write a letter and you could come see somebody so when you really think about it right you know it's really your choice Wh- which one you want you know what i mean like one one or the other if if you try one of these things then you'll be able to communicate but if you don't try any of these things then you can't expect to communicate with somebody right or to keep up a certain type of relationship like if i'm like me and adam if i'm with you every single day 24/7 like i know everything about you if something happens to me in my life i'll call you first like like sleeping with like your feet at where my head is at my feet where your head is at in the you know like, trapping and everything so you expected a different level of uh respect i guess while you were locked up or something yeah i mean you could call it expect like but it was also just like i didn't know what i expected and then once i seen how everything played out then it just made me realize certain things that i wasn't aware of because Mm. i never had the chance to experience that before it's crazy because when you're talking about getting caught with it or without it yeah were you already locked up when the video came out of him getting jumped yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was like right. that was like 2019, right? Right. Because I mean that that's a tough thing for any up and coming rapper to get past. But then also, I mean, like just to put it in context, like he when he did his no jumper interview was basically saying he was the toughest person in the whole world. Like he was kind of almost making a meme out of like saying how hard he was. Yeah. And so then for that to happen, it was just kind of like ah, like yeah. I don't know how that the was, fans that was, felt. That was hurtful for me, right? Yeah. Because. Because I'll tell you exactly how I found out about that. I was in, I was, um, I was in, I was in solitary confinement at the time. Um, this was, this was like, damn, around what time was this? This was like, this was 2019, maybe like, ah, man, I can't even say. I think it was like cold still. I think it was cold when I found out about this. So long story short. Um, at the time, cause a lot of shit changed with like, like solitary confinement and all this different shit where like now they're getting phone calls every week and they're on the tablet in there. When I was in solitary confinement, I, I was in solitary confinement for s- like about six months, six and a half months straight. And I probably got on the phone like one time, you know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. two times. You feel me? And the, and the times that I was on the phone were for, uh, they were what I think ten minute calls or five minute calls, fifteen something like that. Like you're not even ba- basically able to really right. have a conversation with somebody. Long story short, I'm in the box, solitary confinement, twenty three and one locking. You know what I'm saying? And um, this is my first chance that I get to use the phone, and I haven't used the phone in so long. I'm so hyped. So I wanted to get so many things done in one time. Like I was gonna try to call one person, have them three way another person, get off the phone, call somebody else, like all types of shit. So, long story short, I remember one of these bitches I had been fucking with, but she was really in the loop. Like, she, you know, with us and the music shit and the guys and shit. She's like, yo, I got to holler at you. She wrote me in a kite. She's like, yo, I can't really talk about it, but something happened, blah, 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 with Neil, da, 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 da. I got to talk to you. Now, you know, like I said, my loyalty runs deep. This is really my brother at the time, you know what I'm saying? And it's not that he's not my brother, but it's just like, at the time, this is really my guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, ride or die. So, 
you know, this is at the beginning of my bid. So I get on the phone to to call and I call and I'm like, yo, what happened? And they're like, yo, you didn't hear? Like, you didn't, nobody told you? I'm like, nah, what happened? And they was like, yo, they got him. I'm like, the fuck you mean they got him? They were like, yo, like, niggas caught him lacking, coming out the studio or something. da 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 it's all on video. They were drilling him all crazy. They fucking snatched this and snatched that and da 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 I'm like, what? First thing, and mind you, right? This is how you know this is really my man, right? And he could never really know what was going on on the other side, you feel me? But the first thing, I was so aggravated. Like, I just, like, I wanted to kill somebody. Like, I wish I had a bunkie at the time in my cell so I could turn around and beat the shit out of him because I was by <laughs> myself and I was so upset. Like, I almost wanted to come to t- I think I cried because it was like, I felt like that shouldn't have even been possible to happen because of what I thought in my mind of the, of what we established, like things like that aren't supposed to just happen mm. like that. And when people explain to me how it really happened, and then I'm just looking back at it like, bro, like the type of things we would be talking about and the type of way we'd be moving, like how would you ever even be in a position for it to go that far? And then when it did go that far for how, the, for how it, it was handled after the fact and the outcome, it was just all around. It was just like, it just, it just hurt me. What I really wanted to happen, I was really on the phone like, yo, so like, all right, cool. Why are y'all talking to me about it? Like, what is somebody going to do about that? Like, it, it, is, is, is something not done yet? Da, 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 da. You know, long story short, whatever, whatever. The streets do what they do. I'm not even going to speak on that. But, you know, then I come home and, you know, I also see how like, you know, shit is now on the outside because of it. And like, you know, it's just... I don't know, it was just, that was a whole fucked up situation, just the whole way it played out, because I feel like after that was a real big downfall in a lot of things, because, you know, I was inside for all of that, even even Benji too, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, because they used to do shit together, and then he fell off the face of the earth, because apparently he was there, and then all this other shit that I'm really not aware of, because mm-hmm. I'm not there, but everybody has their side of the story. But all these different people have these conflicting sides of the story, but these is all people that together, I was with them all together. So I'm already putting it in my mind, like, damn, this is going to be weird when I go home because it's like, this nigga's fake beefing with him. He's low-key telling me that he's a bitch, but he still acts like he fucks with him. This nigga's his mans, but he fucking snatched his chain, like all types of shit. So it was like, shit just started crumbling after that. It kind of makes you like, because when you're younger, you have this idea that your friendships are so serious forever. that they're going to last forever <laughs> and that you would die for these people, yeah. et cetera. And then a lot of people at some point, and usually it doesn't take that long. Usually it's like in your early 20s, yeah. the fucking, the illusion sort of pops. Immediately. And you just, and, and it happens constantly with people who are like rapping and coming up together with other yeah. people is that it doesn't take that long for you to realize that, oh, this is, this was really more of a relationship of convenience and it, it didn't really mean that much and yeah. whatever we're gonna go our separate ways so yeah. so you come home and you don't you you haven't talked to him or you guys don't have a relationship nah especially because when i was locked up like i said the falling out we got into like a little heated discussion because one time i call him and he's like yo why don't you be calling me more and i'm like yo not for nothing bro like i'm in the trenches like i'm not like gonna just be sitting here calling you because at the end of the day i'll be feeling like a burden for one because like i said there's all these different ways of communication but the only way i was getting in communication with certain people was if i was calling them so now i kind of feel like if i'm if i'm literally only speaking to you when i call you and sometimes you might not even answer then now i feel like there's nothing for us to really talk about mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yo why you never call me blah 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 this that and the third and i'm like i'm explaining this shit to him or whatever and then it's just like he starts to talk about like how I'm ungrateful and how he has all these different niggas that's locked up and I respect it because not for none like you know what I'm saying like it's a couple of the bros that's really doing time and you know a lot of these niggas is niggas that also fuck with him directly and look to him for guidance and shit you feel me but I just also felt like and and this isn't me trying to be selfish but this is just real shit this is how I felt like it, it, fuck whatever you talking about with them. I don't give a fuck about nothing that got to do with them. Like, me and you made millions of views on one song, bro. Like, me and you was really, like... 12 million on one now, video on yeah. the No Jumper platform. Yeah, yeah that's pretty platform. crazy. Yeah. Like, like, bro, me and you used to literally go to Wendy's and split a four for four, bro. Like, and then we became something because you got to understand, he wasn't even pursuing music seriously. I forced him to. Mm. 
I saw the potential in him and all of these other niggas that you all see are, are all not doing it anymore after I got locked up. And I literally used to pay for the Ubers, the studio time, sometimes the videos and anything and send them. Be- I used to put a, a post up to send beats and I would use one of their emails so that my, 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 my followers think they're sending me beats and I'm sending beats to these niggas in the studio because they don't got beats. So like literally, like I literally pushed them into a direction because of how much love and loyalty I had to these niggas, and I was like, yo, the, the shit y'all niggas is doing is not gonna last forever, but the shit that I'm doing, if y'all do it with me, we can make this shit last for infinity. And these niggas fucked that shit up. Damn. They fucked it all up. So, when you guys were coming out, it was kind of like pre-Brooklyn Drill? Like, there was, was that kind of going on? I, it's hard to remember exactly. Saying, but It was like a little bit before that sound, but you guys were like kind of that aesthetic, you know? Aesthetic I could go for. It was the culture. Let's just you keep pull it the mic that. Oh yeah, pardon me. It was the it was the culture. Right. It was the culture. It, it it's not so much like the drill scene or drill and anything. It was just so much the culture as like, you know, what a lot that goes into the drill shit is gang affiliation, um, rivalries, um, you know, hoods and blocks, um, you know what I'm saying? And and, and shit like that. Basically, who could make their street look like the best street? Who could make their projects look like the best projects? Whatever the case is. But see, the way we came about it was like, we're not rapping about no projects. We're not rapping. We're not even really rapping about no streets. We're really just, you know, basically just putting that energy out there that like we was basically just coming through like. Like this is what we do. You, you know weren't really saying? like dissing the ops that much in the music nah, and shit, like, right? Even though, even which like, is e- kind of standard for most like drill music now from New York. Yeah, like people these these people are actually saying people's names. Yeah. Now, now we might have static with certain niggas, but it's like when we get into the stool, that just wasn't our energy. You right. know what I'm saying? Like we're not like yeah, so and so ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm in the stool with my bros, and the only thing that's coming out of the vibe that we're creating with each other is 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 greatness. You know what right. I'm saying? Not negativity and worrying about. You know, bringing down the next man because at the end of the day, we weren't even lit enough to be sitting here talking about the next man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get clout over somebody that doesn't have clout and I don't have clout. Right. That's fucking retarded. It's like, different when you have famous ops. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> then it's like, you know, you can't make them, you're not going to make them any more famous. Right. But you can talk shit about them. But it's like, do you really want to be shouting out, you know, little Toby down the street? Yeah, nah, that shit is, that shit is, <laughs> that shit is cordy and it's irrelevant because it's like, People want to put so much focus on the people that they that they that they don't fuck with. It's like right. you're just boosting each other's careers. Like, but how do you feel about how the music scene has changed in New York? Like maybe Brooklyn specifically, or you know, obviously the Bronx is crazy as fuck right now. Um, there's just like a a total like music has just changed a ton in the last. I mean, how long were you locked up? Five years? Nah, four years. <laughs> yeah, it was just about. I was okay. locked up for. Uh, Three and a half years, okay. which is what forty two months. Right. So, but um, uh, a lot of people keep asking me about this new rap like drill scene and like the Bronx and these young niggas and shit. And it's like I swear to God, I don't listen to these niggas, bro. Like I don't know, like I don't know. I just I can't really get into a lot of this shit because just because of the content. Like I like to listen to music that I'll sing along to and even if I don't hundred percent relate, just shit that as I'm saying it, it makes me feel like I'm a part of that moment. Like like when I go to the stool and I project certain things and what I say, I say it in a way that when you're listening to it, you might not even like the whole song. You might just listen to it for that one fucking bar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's a mood. And it's like I feel like when I listen to like some of these other niggas' songs, it's so hard for me to even get to that point because I'm already like laughing, like halfway through it. And I'm just like, well, these niggas is bugging. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these little niggas? Like, these niggas is bugging the fuck out. Like, there's a song I don't even remember the name that came out like I don't know, maybe a month ago, and uh, I, the video keeps getting taken down off YouTube. But it's like super controversial because it's some young ass kids from New York, and they're the whole song, the whole hook is making fun of some kid who got stabbed to death, and they're going like this and like acting like they're fucking stabbing themselves while they're fucking doing the dance, and it keeps getting removed for like harassment or bullying or some shit. But I would be honest, like. That 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 is a little too far for me. Like I I can listen to King Von talk about Wooski and like fucking not really like feel bad about listening to that. But there's a certain point where it's just like okay, this is some of this is just a little too far, man. Yeah, and 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 
it's crazy too because of the age of these kids, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, that makes it fucking scarier for and, sure. And then and then the kids that you talking about, do they even notice, nigga? I think they do, or at least they're like you know warring hoods oh, wow. or whatever. You know, I'm not even sure. That's another thing I've been peeping too that that I can't really get into this shit is like so many people are fucking teaming up with other niggas and then jacking each like like. This is what confuses me about it, right? It's like you'll have somebody from the Bronx team up with somebody from Brooklyn, and they both got their own ops, but because they teamed up, they're now jocking each other's ops. So now you got ops that you don't even know. Mm. So now you jacking his dead mans and doing a dance or doing whatever, and you really just making yourself look corny because it's just like you never even seen that man before. So what is your problem? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just shit like that, bro. Like, they focus is just all the way off to me. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's also a lot of, like... Niggas not having no guidance, you feel me? Like, and that's why I kind of appreciate the fact that I went to prison because I ain't gonna lie, I was fake on the same time as a lot of these young niggas doing dumb shit, thinking I knew what I was doing. And when I went to jail, that shit sat my eyes down. But that doesn't mean I was jail on these little niggas, but that's the direction that a lot of them is going in, you feel me? Yeah, well, how do you feel about, like, like how did you change as a person while you were locked up? And did you think you were gonna do more time? Or, or like, did you know that you were probably gonna do about the amount of time that you did? As a matter of fact, I, I was actually supposed to do less time. Right. Paid a lot of money for this fucking lawyer, this rapper-ass lawyer. It didn't even come out of my pocket. I keep it a band with you. The label paid for the lawyer, and um, and she was going to spank it. You feel me? And I, I, I retained the lawyer when I first had um the first two charges, the gun charge and the assault with a deadly weapon charge. But... Prior to retaining her, they gave me a deal for the gun charge. I mean, for the assault charge, to um for youthful offender status because of my age. Mm. So being that I was just you know I was young and dumb, you know I had a public defender at the time before I retained my new lawyer. They were like, "Yo, you know, you take the five years felony probation. You're not going to jail." I'm like, I bet I'm not going to jail. Fuck it. So I copped out to that. But like I said, they looked at it as like a crime scene. So that I copped out to that. I almost kind of admitted guilt to the other one. I didn't realize that. Mm. So that now when I caught another one after that and then another one after that, I was really, long story short, I, she was really going to get me like a year in jail. You heard? Mm. If I would have just chilled out after like the first two cases because I was so young and these were my first real getting caught for shit. But so you're getting caught with a gun and then you're just going and getting like another gun the day you get out like you just there's no there was no possible option in your head of moving around without a gun on you the first time i i i, I came out i got another gun very very like recent after i came home and then that's when i caught a gun charge in queens now when i caught that charge and i bailed out for that one i shit you not i did not touch a gun for two years straight, and that's why, because this was 2017 I'm talking about, I was on bail that whole time. I was doing good. I'm fighting my cases, but they wasn't going nowhere because there was so much of a lack of evidence except for the one time that they found it on me. Now, in my other case, it was in the car. I'm a passenger. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then in the last case, I fucking tossed this shit before I seen them come, and I ran. They caught me a whole nother, you know, fucking, you know what I mean? So... There was only ever one gun on my person. Mm -hmm. So I could only really ever really be convicted of that without a doubt. So if it wasn't for the fact of like me doing all the shit that I was doing, like I could have definitely had a way better situation, way better outcome. But right. I didn't see it. Two two years later, you know, I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm thinking like I don't know. Like I was just still stuck in a position where I was just like I'm riding around with no hammer, like if I'm somebody special. Yeah, I'm doing this music shit, and it's starting to pick up. But a lot of people don't realize that when I'm not in the studio, I'm really selling drugs. Mm. So it's like for me walking around, and I got the pack on me, and I'm serving somebody. But then over down the block, somebody like, yo, that's crime. And I'm and I'm over here turning around, getting ready to, you know what I mean? And then I realize it's a fucking a fan or something. And then it's just like, the, I couldn't balance the two. You mm. know what I mean? So then it's just like, then I just, you know, and then it's just like when it comes to this money shit, like it's like, I need some money. So then boom, I went, picked up another gun, whatever the case might be. And you know what I'm saying? The rest was history. I ain't come home until I was 24. So are you still signed? Y yeah, I'm still signed to Alamo, that's a fact. How's that going? That's good, man. You know, I got a real good team over there. I got fucking, you know, a label that really, like, genuinely supports me, not even just in music, but as a person to want to see me, like, strive and to be successful because I was one of the first artists to ever sign to Alamo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I signed 
before comethazine or right after comethazine, but I was around the same time, like, Perp, Co, me, like, these were some of the first artists that were signed to Alamo back in, like, 16, 17, mm-hmm. you feel me? And when I signed in, in, in back in that time, it was for a promotion and distribution deal because I wasn't shit. You know, but for whatever reason, you know, because I went there, played my music, I used to go to the office and just chill there. They started, a, you know, a relationship that they developed that they're like, you know what, let's give, let's give this kid a shot. A couple years later, I'm, I'm going hard. My shit keep going up. All of a sudden, I dropped Forrest Gump and they're like, you know what? I bet we knew this kid was going to boom. And then they give me a, a, a artist deal, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go to prison like, you know, like a month later. So. Oh, shit. It was that close together. Not literally. Like, literally, like, I got signed, and I think I got signed in February, and I went to prison in March. Mm. Something like that. I might got the dates fucked up. I'm high, but right. one or the other. You know what I'm saying? So you get home, and do you just start making music right away, or what's your attitude on your career going forward? Immediately, like, immediately, like, I been working myself like a dog since I've been home, you feel me? Because, you know, I can't fuck this shit up again, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really had an opportunity that I let slip away from me because I didn't see the bigger picture, so... Right. All that time I had to reflect, like, when I came home, I literally went from from Franklin Correctional Facility, I fucking changed my clothes, hopped in the Tahoe, I checked in with parole or whatever, all that different shit I had to check in with, and I immediately went to the studio. I had the bitch twist my dreads in the studio and all that. And I recorded first day out and, you know, shot part of the vlog and shit. The first day out vlog with the music video and everything. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and I've been recording every every week ever since. Sometimes back-to-back days. And I dropped already, like, four music videos, two, three interviews. Fucking, I got another video in the cut. I'm about to shoot a video out here now that I'm in Cali. Like, I'm just, bro, I'm just trying to reap the benefits of this shit, bro. Like, I ain't trying to go back to jail. I'm trying to go up, you feel me? Yeah, like, while you were sitting in there, that was all you were thinking about is how you were going to fucking pursue your career afterwards? Yeah, when I was being fucking basically treated like a fucking animal and like a slave and I was being violated every day. It was that bad. Bro, it was worse than you could ever imagine. Like, when yeah. people say I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, like, that really means something, you feel me? Did you do anything in particular to deserve this, or is this just how they are in general? Oh, no, that's just how they are. I mean, you got to understand, I went to jail with 12 tattoos on my face, bro. Oh, so that's just, that makes look you a at target? My, look at my skin complexion, bro. Right. And I gangbang, bro. And they know that. And they know that I rap. Hmm. So it's like, name one more thing that's not going to make them fucking despise me, bro. Because I'm with, I'm with the big homies, bro. You heard? Like, I'm with the, 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 the real, like, put it in. Like, like, I'm with the niggas that other niggas don't look at. You feel me? So when you're in there, you're good? Like, you're very tapped nigga, in? I'm, I'm, I'm that, bro. Like, mm. this is really what I do. But like, this music shit is something I'm good at. But, like, that street shit is something that I'm a, I'm, I'm, I come from. You feel me? Like... It's not something I had to, like, adapt to. It's something that just progressed since I got, you know, since I aged, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. when I was in prison, I was more than good. If I'm being real with you, I didn't made more money in prison than I made in the town, bro. I didn't I didn't have more power in prison than I had in the town because it's a whole different universe. It's a whole different world. You can never compare this world to that world, and, and they're not one and the same. They're not even on the same plateau. Making money how? Making money how? Um, Whatever you can say Nah I mean shit I'll give you a whole rundown I mean yo I ain't even gonna lie Like there's a lot of shit People need to know About this jail shit bro Like because people Have a misconception Of that shit bro I'm tired of seeing movies Niggas dropping soap In the shower Like this is not How this (laughs) shit goes bro Like there's real niggas In there But like making money though Like bro you could literally Like this is a place Where you gotta think about it If, if, If you're in jail For let's say five years In your mind You gotta think of A multitude of things That can break up That five years So that you could get there Quicker right Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody Who's already Predisposed to addiction Or something like that Before you got locked up Now you're locked up And you're sitting in one place But you don't got bills to pay You don't got fucking rent Or kids or none of that So for niggas that got money Or for that's getting money Whatever the case is Like as long as you have what they need, you're going to be rich. Right. So it could be anything because 
Like, I, I swear to God, just right before I came home, there was one point in time where I was buying packs of Newports for $40. Mm-hmm. $40. And mind you, we could buy packs of Newports on commissary in prison for like $10, $11. But if they all run out and one of the bros who doesn't smoke holds on to this shit and has like 10 cartons, he can make fucking $4,000 off of cigarettes that he paid maybe $400 for. Mm. So that's just one thing, and that's not even something crazy. And then if you want to really get into the crazy shit, I mean, you know, people in prison is getting high, bro. Right. <laughs> like, don't get it, you know what I'm saying? Don't get it fucked up, bro. Like, like niggas in jail is getting high, bro. Like, like pills and stuff mostly? Yo, or? bro, yo, bro. All right. I've seen <laughs> Molly in jail, real Molly rocks. I've seen ecstasy. I've seen dust i've seen weed i've seen percocets even some niggas is prescribed percocets in there i've seen fucking uh uh dope i've seen fucking bro all kinds of shit bro edibles fucking chocolate edibles gummy edibles Fucking bro, you name it, bro. And this is why it's lit, cause it's a black market. So this is where this is where we're going with it, right? Cause it's a blind demand. So all the things that I named, none of it is really off the menu, mm-hmm. but it might not be there right now because it's not like you know niggas is in jail sitting around just like smuggling Mad Molly and chilling. You know what I'm saying? It's just it pops up here and there, and there's or, so much demand that. Or if you know that there is a, a an increasing demand for it then what might be a smart business decision for somebody who's in prison who doesn't have a family, doesn't have no support, doesn't get people putting money on their books, doesn't get people coming to see them and send them packages, you feel me? If you could get that in and, you know, you're risking your freedom to get that in, but if you could get that in and you can supply people with that, then you could support yourself and you might even be able to support your family. I see niggas buy cars off of this shit. Mm. I see niggas put down payments on on houses on this shit. Like, I've seen niggas pay for mortgages with this shit. I've seen niggas buy designing with this shit from the, from a sale. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I maxed out on my bid for this shit. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I was supposed to do... Three years out of three and a half with good time, and I lost my good time because I caught a, a like a ticket, and the ticket is basically like I got charged with a bunch of like charges in jail. Like you're already in jail, right? But like little do people know, like you could get arrested in jail, and not like outside charges because they also have their own holding cells in the jail. So like if you get in trouble for a fight, let's say it's not a new charge. But you will get charged within the laws of that jail as a fight, and then you will re- reap the con- the consequences of that, which might be some time in jail. But since you're already in jail, then it has to be something that's even more torturous than what you're already accustomed to. Right. So they have a jail inside of the jail. You know wow. what I'm saying? So when when I caught my ticket, they hit me with all these charges, and they sent me to the box. And then when they sent me to the box, I was fighting this shit, and eventually... You feel me? I got found guilty. Now I didn't get found guilty because I didn't I didn't have the proper evidence. I got found guilty because of the system that was before me was corrupt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gets found not guilty. Like you could literally show them outright in black and white how you're correct and they will literally still find you guilty cuz at the end of the day like they own that shit they run that shit they got the keys you know right. what i'm saying like they have no reason they to they have the keys bro like yeah. what are you doing what are you who are you who are you going to tell who are you going to tell you know what i'm saying who are you going to tell on this man when this man has a fucking silver beard and he has fucking four stripes on a stripe is like 10 years, 5 years, some shit like that. Right. You got these niggas that's walking around with stripes and stars and all types of shit. <laughs> like these niggas been doing this shit for 30 years. You think you're going to come in here and change this? You know right. what I'm saying? Like this is what they do cuz this is what they could get away with, you feel me? Right. And they take advantage of that shit, bro. They beat the shit out of niggas. You feel me? Drill niggas niggas getting their heads split open, all that. And then they're writing them up and charging them and saying that they tried to assault an officer and that that's why that happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy, bro. So, okay, now you're you're out and you're fully, like, making a run at it again. Like, what what do you feel like is the most important things for you to kind of get done now to, to get back popping the way you were before? What I need to do now, right, is... 
I need to get, I need to find my new, my new, my new groove. You feel me? Mm. Because due to the fact that so many things changed while I was incarcerated, right? Especially my, 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 my circle. And then, you know, they legalized weed. And then, you know, I was locked up for Trump. And then, you know, fucking, you know, all these fires and Black Lives Matter and fucking everything. You know what I'm saying? Six nine telling. Literally, like, anything you could think of that's, like, somewhat moderately, like, relevant to, like... Pop Smoke, Don. I wasn't even I wasn't even in town when Pop Smoke became a rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember Pop Smoke, you know, got, you know, God rest the dead, not to disrespect him, but, like, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, I, you know, we, we, there's viral videos and shit. We, we, I, I remember him from when he was a young nigga on the block, cripping, you feel me? And then niggas slapped him up or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? But right. he was a kid at that time, like 12, 13 years old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to try to assassinate his character, but, like, I never knew him as a rapper. Mm. So I guess locked up. Pop Smoke comes out with Welcome to the Party. I'm hearing this. As I'm just locked up on the radio, oh, yo, this shit lit. Baby, welcome to the... You know what I'm saying? Everybody's singing it, dancing and shit, and then to see what he became. But it's like... And then I, to have it end so quickly. Before I came home. Before you so could he even get exist started, you know? You no know. disrespect. He didn't exist to me. I never got to see, like, a Instagram post or, like, a, oh, he's about to drop this and wait for it to drop, and then it comes out, like... You know, he's just to me. He's like a, a urban legend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he he got embraced by like all the biggest rappers and yeah. just had this explosive he like. He had my whole year. city in a frenzy, bro. Oh, yeah. and I, I didn't even see it. Rolling Loud 2019. We went out there and he he wasn't even allowed to perform. But it's like that's the only fucking song that you're hearing when you're driving around Brooklyn. I'm His songs, you, bro. a couple songs, but and I didn't even get to experience that. Yeah, damn. So how's your life different now, though? What, what, what has had to change? Because you don't want to go back to jail, and you want to be able to just you know live a good life. What what's changed with you? Uh, I just got to be smarter. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm I'm, I'm older now. Like uh, I grew up in jail because when I got locked up, those were like the years that like you know people start to figure certain shit out as an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, I turned 21 in solitary confinement. I turned 22 in another jail. You know, I turned 23 in that same jail. And then I came home. And then a couple of weeks later, I turned 24. So, you know, I never experienced, like, getting a driver's license. Or I never experienced, you know, like a strip club or being old enough to go to the bar. So that's also shit that I'm trying to, you know, now that I'm coming home. So things that I'm changing is, like, trying to take, you know... Certain shit that I learned in jail by growing up and be and being aware of my surroundings, and now that I'm home, trying to use that as kind of like a cheat code, you know what I'm saying? To try to like, you know, do things. Not so much to say do things better, but because I don't want to do the same things, but just to reshape certain shit and maybe like add a little different spices to the formula. You feel me? And then see if it comes out with a better product. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm just trying to adapt right now. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. For sure, man. It's good to see you uh, back home. And, you know, it's just such a shitty fucking story of having to go in and do that much time. Although, to be honest, the shit you got caught for was pretty fucking crazy, too. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So I respect it. I wasn't mad yeah. at them. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't complaining. I did bad. Right. Definitely. But, I mean, hey, best of luck. And everybody go tap in on all social media platforms and everything like that. You got any big plans? Anything else that you're trying to focus on coming up? Yeah, I'm about to drop a project real soon. Nice. Hell yeah, about to drop this project, and I'm about to come back out with this uh, KLB merch. Um, that shit fell off when I was locked up. I didn't have nobody to run it, so I just wanted to give myself some time to readjust, and then I'm going to bring back out the KLB merch and KLBshop.com and all that. Hell yeah. For sure, man. Well, it was good uh, tapping in with you. Best of luck with everything. No device. Thank you for having me, gang. For sure. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Yeah.